Welcome to the continued podcast adventures of Superhero Speak. But I think many of the people that love this character and that love superheroes in general have used these stories as inspiration to say, you know what, I'm going to do something good in the world. I'm going to make a difference like my hero when I was a kid. That is my fondest memory of it because when, you, when you're doing comic books, you want them to affect people. Right. You bring people to care. You want, you want to strike emotions. And I knew that that clone saga was striking a lot of emotions. Can you yeah. imagine uh, Pulp Fiction starring Goofy and uh, Mickey Mouse? I can totally <laughs> imagine that. You I'm sure somebody's written that one. Pounder with cheese and France, Mickey. <laughs> <laughs> Boy, ale with cheese, Mickey. Yeah. <laughs> I can totally see. I, I, would, I would watch the hell out of that movie. Yes, I gladly saw, sacrifice that my. my progeny to you of a mighty marvel beast <laughs> <laughs> but neil adams is somewhere going mm, it's, uh, it's my time uh, <laughs> how do you measure success hey everyone and welcome to superhero speak i'm your host dave and john i'm jd ah and here we are back in the saddle no no batman this week because I, I just i couldn't torture us two weeks in a row and follow up uh, Batman Forever with Batman and Robin. Well, also, we are adult men and have jobs that we need to take care of and had to also try and see Mandalorian and the John Cena and, and Peacemaker. Peacemaker. And, you know, it's just, there's a lot. to. And I had Demon Slayer to catch up on. Holy crap. And I'm still trying to work my way through freaking One Piece. So, you know, we all got a lot of stuff how many, we need to do. And and many, well, and then uh, JD is actually a real author. So like he's got the most of all of us, I think. I've been busy. It's wrestling season two. Super busy. <laughs> yeah. I, I'm curious, John, how many episodes of One Piece have you gotten through so far? 207. Oh my God. God damn. <laughs> how long there's only, eight, there's, only a... there's only like 850 left, but they're still making them. So I got to catch up. <laughs> so it's, so I was saying it's more than One Piece. Y- yeah. Yeah. Yes. And from what I hear, like the mythology just gets deeper and deep. This is this is kind of like um lost, where the mythology just gets more and more complicated. And there are things that still haven't even been explained 800, 800 oh. episodes ahead of me. So comics, basically. Hmm. Yes. There you go. Yeah. So. so my kid's been asking me to do bedtimes. We do bedtime stories every night, right? But I mean, he's like, he know he's like, tell me about Spider-Man. Like he know he loves Spider-Man. He's like, tell me a Spider-Man story. So I'm like, all right. So I've just been digging deep into the well, and I've just been, you know, so you give me the saga, right? I'm not there yet, but I'm going to. <laughs> like we did uh, the origin. I did the 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 origin of the Green Goblin. Like I have just, and then we'll like get to show him pictures. I want to see a picture of this. Show me that. So he's he's digging it. Yeah, there's there's ah. a fountain, an endless fountain of stuff. <laughs> yes. Wait till you get to the clone saga. <laughs> Daddy, this makes no sense. It's stupid. I don't want to hear anymore. <laughs> Just remember you got to clean the fountain every once in a while. Wait, with a, of a soft reboot, you know? <laughs> yes, tough. We had a, when I was a kid, we had the clone saga and we didn't like it either, but we dealt with it. <laughs> <laughs> oh, wait till you get to the other. Oh, I'm not going to do that, Tim. <laughs> that's been, he, that's he, been, he can read that on his own like the rest of us and be disappointed. Yeah, that's been what that's gone away too, right? That doesn't ex- that's not canon anymore, right? No, no, yeah, no. And one more day was still canon, but explained how many years later, JD? Eight, eight by the god. So, how was your week? How, how was your week, JD? Anything so, new and exciting? 
Um, solid, you know, just not really as far as anything new and exciting going. I mean, just, um, I'm finishing up the, the last draft, the, the draft before it goes to the editor on the third book in this series, I'm going to launch hoping in the spring. So that's exciting. And I sat and I plotted out my, the rest of my year. Cause I just, I sat down with my wife and we, we went over the, the, the sales figures and stuff again, and my costs and spend and advertising. And she just goes, you just need more books, man. And I said, you're right. I need to just put out more stuff. And I've mm-hmm. spent, you know, trying to get, I'm focusing really just trying to get better. And it's like, you know, I, I got to stop kneading the clay and a lot of things and just put out more stuff. So I got the first thing coming and then I'm, I got the next, like, I'm going to try three different series after this. So the next are going to be brand new. Boom, 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 boom. So I got, I think I've got the rest of my 2021, 2022, excuse me, planned. So uh, yeah, and it's going, it's going okay. Wrestling is, we're getting to the end. You know, we got uh, six weeks to go. So we're ramping up. Sounds How fun. You? How about you, Dave? Oh, <laughs> going out of order this week. I, I, I'm doing good. Actually, you know what? Last week I realized I never really went because there was too many people here. <laughs> and I forgot I was going to brag about my wonderful girlfriend. <laughs> so you need to, to score points with her is what you're saying. Yeah. No, 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 no. She's <laughs> listening to the show is what we're saying. Right. No, no, she hasn't listened yet. Yeah. She start, No, actually, she started listening to one episode and then got interrupted and didn't go back. No, uh, is that what she told you? Okay. <laughs> hey, my wife doesn't listen. My wife doesn't read my books. So, yeah. Yeah, exactly. listen. <laughs> But because we were talking about Christmas and like just she surprised me with quite a few things. But the one I'm most excited about. So everyone knows that the listeners of the show knows I'm a Hugh Jackman fan. I mean, who's not? And since I'm a musician, I love musicals. She got us tickets to see The Music Man starring Hugh Jackman on Broadway. So That's like, cool. yeah, cool. I'm really excited for that, though, though the tickets aren't till June. Because she could only everything get, should, yeah. Well, the thing is, she could only get weekend tickets that far. Like it's that booked, you know. Tickets are, are that hard to get for it right now. Well, they canceled so. a lot of shows too, and that that, that created a backlog because he had COVID for a while. Uh, yeah, two weeks. They were off for two weeks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I follow him on instant uh, social media, so I've seen all the updates from him. But yeah, so I'm excited for that. I can't wait. It's such a wonderful gift, and and she booked a hotel, so. It'll be uh, we'll be there for the weekend. Cool. Yeah. And the other thing was, and and this is great for an audio podcast. This is the the Human Torch Marvel Select figure. When Looks we like were, some of my candles. <laughs> when when we were in shopping New Hope, we stopped in the comic book store, and I saw one set on the wall, and I was looking at it, and I'm like, oh, this would go great with my thing from the Marvel Select. I was like, but, you know, eventually I want to get all four. And so she gave it to me for Christmas. And I'm like, oh, and she's like, and I looked, they don't make the other two. And I, and they don't. I was shocked. They don't make a, a Johnny Storm, I mean, a Sue or, or Reed Richards, which is interesting. So Marvel Select, what are you doing? Get on it. <laughs> well, if they make them limited edition or whatever, you know, people are going to buy them. Yes. They'll pay They'll pay out the nose for them. Wait till the Fantastic oh, collector's edition. Wait till that Fantastic Four movie comes out. There you go. There were casting rumors. I don't know how true they are, and I'm not gonna. I wasn't gonna bring them up for the show because Zinsky and his wife better be. No, it's not him. I don't remember who it was, but it was just like could be him. Yes, everyone says that. So, so yeah. But other than that, like you know, things are things are normal. 
it was weird having off today. I've worked for a lot of places that don't take off Martin Luther King Day, but haven't you been with this place for a couple of years now? Yes, and I forgot that we got it off last year. Oh no! no, no. <laughs> yeah. So, but is it weird when you get a bonus day and then you don't do nothing? It's like, oh, I had so much I wanted to do today, and like, nope. No, kinda... that's pretty much like most people seem to have that idea that oh yeah, I've I've got a, an extra day off. I got it. I've got all this stuff I could do. No, like take advantage of it. Like do nothing. Like yeah, we have a visitor. Of course he is. Hi. Hi. Hello. Which what did we learn about today? What did they teach you about? You can tell them. What should, what, what what did we watch? What did we learn about today? What character? Was it Spider-Man? No, it wasn't Spider-Man. Who did we learn about today? Tell them. Swamp thing. Oh, oh. Ooh, good one. Whoa. Yeah. Excellent. Right. Good night, buddy. <laughs> hey, close my door. Thank you, nice so so how about you john how are you doing how was your week well like you i didn't know that i had today off because i keep forgetting about that until like friday afternoon when i'm like in in a meeting and and it's yeah, so well we'll we'll do another meeting on this on monday right and they're like no john we have it off i'm like oh, today just got so much better so yeah and i basically spent that catching up on a whole bunch of anime and finishing up another another draft of the children's book that I'm helping a friend write and and con- starting to contact illustrators for that. So yeah, that's I, last week's been okay. I'm a, I'm, a, I'm a little scared about a children's book you would write, John. Oh, it's about a <laughs> trucker that has kittens in his cab. I mean, trust me, there's like nothing bad about it. And he murders a hooker in each state. Oh, it gets, <laughs> don't don't spoil the surprise ending. Oh, okay. <laughs> Actually, that sounds like something JD would write. <laughs> Taking notes. Oh god! <laughs> Just remember, the first guy who gets murdered has to have my name. <laughs> <laughs> no, you're the name of the first cat. Uh, no. Grady's a terrible name. Oh, oh, Grady's not a bad name for a cat. Actually, that's like I'm. A, actually, I'm going to write that down. That's not bad. Huh. <laughs> Great. I'm going to be dying as different species now. That's awesome. Yes. I'll pay for that. Just don't put me in a furry. Okay. Just that's all. Done. I Done. I'll make that promise to you. But he won't be a furry or he will be a furry. No, I will not be writing about furries. That is not. They say write what you know. And I really don't know about that. So. <laughs> Nor should you. Well, right. I could. Oh, wait. I'm sorry. Hey, no. everybody should be free to be, to be happy. Hey, I, exactly. What they like. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. If you want to dress like a. If your thing is to dress like that couple in The Shining, be my guest. I'm just I'm, not going to write about you. Not for me. I just happen to know more about it because I was in, invested in the brony community pony, yeah. and and everybody seems to think that they were furries and they weren't. So anyway, hmm. so, so nothing else, Dave. I got uh, my little pony has a big boner. Oh, God, no. Please. <laughs> why? Why, God? Why? I think JD just came up with a new theme song for the podcast. Ooh. No, no, he did not. <laughs> clip, clip that shit, baby. <laughs> All right. So, so then let's anything good on TV, guys? Anything we want to talk about? So, been a lot on TV, that's for sure. Well, I mean, we started our... talking about the man, uh, Boba Fett last week, but apparently someone completely forgot it exists. I did. <laughs> as a show. I did. I forgot. It's been bit. I have a five year old, man. I get nothing done. I have a girlfriend in an active sex life. So, 
<laughs> and what are you doing on this podcast? That's a good yeah. question. <laughs> Loser. <laughs> uh, all right. So then let's move on to Peacemaker, which was your suggestion, JD. How many episodes did you watch? One. <laughs> There's only fair, three out. I, I didn't realize that HBO was releasing them in like blocks of three. I, I assumed they were going episode by episode like Disney was doing that. That was my mistake in thinking and not understanding that there is no there is no standard when it comes to streaming television shows yeah and then and the first episode is a lot of setup so let's i'm trying well, to I think like, how I much like i could it. talk about yeah i mean That's it's it, i mean i don't it, think this is, I, I don't really care about spoilers you know i've learned to not i don't get worked up over spoilers who cares if i know something going in i don't yeah because so. it will <laughs> i don't think actually any, there's no real spoilers that we can re- reveal yet because i think most of the good stuff is in the next couple of episodes so well, there's lots of good stuff know. in this one yeah well okay can uh, let me just say are we first, gonna, hold on hold on are we skipping are we gonna skip social media madness it's on the <gasps> Don't, list why did you remind him because tim jones was very concerned and then he reached out to me there was no social media so i mean to, i need to <laughs> massage his feelings man to make sure that he's good well, he is like one of our four listeners, so well, he's the one who like we like. Like he makes good social media comments. There's always a dad joke. Like we need to like res- pay respect to like our best fan. Well, well, it's true. Tim, watch. He, he didn't comment this week, did he? Tim, I'm going to repeat. I have a girlfriend now, and and I'm gonna let's play. Uh, let's play a drinking game. How many times can Dave work that he has a girlfriend into a conversation? Take a shot and see if you're survived by test the first hour. And all I've I'm only getting... got three bottles of bourbon, man. Come on. <laughs> all I'm getting at is, because I haven't been active on social media, and I'm going to get better at, at that again. But we do have a tweet from Tim Jones. Of since, course we uh, do. He says, and this is in response to us talking about Batman Forever. He said, I liked the Batmobile and Nicole Kidman. Everything else I thought was bat shit, right down to the front of the bat suit looking like a waffle iron. It did, in fact, look like a waffle iron. I hadn't thought about that before. And you, you like look, you don't like Nicole Kidman. You like looking at Nicole Kidman in that movie. Yeah, yeah. She's, she's like, not. I mean, she's got, she can you, act, but this was not where they didn't give her she, anything to work off of. She can act, but every, like, this is like a thing is like actors need direction and material to work off of because she mm-hmm. has absolutely nothing in that movie. And if you press mute, it's fine. She looks fantastic. Yeah, but the second she starts talking, it's like, oh dear lord! It's like you'd start debating. It's like, could Batman kill one of his love interests? Could this be a thing? Maybe well, I she was, that. she was stalking him, and and it was turning she into was. kind of like a Bond thing, right? They had Vicky Vale, or oh, um, absolutely. I yeah. mean, Michelle Pfeiffer and and Nicole Kidman, and who was the other one? Damn it! Oh, we it's um, no, there was like she's more of a Bond villain, but that she's yeah. not the love interest of the last one. It's uh, El El McPherson. No, no, no. She it's someone there. like that. No, it's someone like that in Batman and Robin. It's a super model. Michelle Pfeiffer. No, that's not. I know who Michelle Pfeiffer is. I'm talking about Batman and Robin. Like they have like a supermodel who Bruce proposes to, but it makes no difference to the actual story. Oh, like well, well no. Then that was that was Uma Thurman, wasn't it? Because she no, was no, poison. No. She's no. poison ivy, but she the poison ivy is not the love interest of Batman and Robin. It is. Let's see. Hold on. It's, a, it's some supermodel. My gosh, like this it's is Elle McPherson. I was right. Yep, Elle McPherson. Thank you. Podcast I can't pause the podcast, buddy. Uh, huh. Stand by. I Hold on. I have to answer important Batman questions. <laughs> well, is there any so, other kind? So, yeah, like, yeah. So, so, I mean, 
Right. So it's what what do we got here? So first it's Kim Basinger. Kim Basinger, then, that's who you were trying to th- think of. Th- right. Yeah, I was trying to think of. And then Michelle Pfeiffer is Catwoman. Uh-huh. And then Nicole Kidman. And then Bat- Batman and Robin. He said, Well, yeah, it was Uma Thurman, L. McPherson. Yeah, this is just like it was it's be- it was becoming a bond thing, pretty much. It definitely you know? was. Andy came in, he's got a little five-minute Batman stories book, and he goes, Dad, is this the book where Robin dies? And I'm like, no, Andy, they did not release the death of Robin in a book for five-year-olds. It did not, in fact, happen. <laughs> He's like, I'm pretty sure it is. I'm trying to find the story where Robin died. Because we watched like this evolution of Robin's video, which I, and uh, he he experienced him, Dr- Jason Todd, excuse me, for the first time. So now it bothers him that a Robin didn't, because Robin's like his favorite character from DC because of Teen Titans ah. Go. Because of Teen Titans Go. And like, it bothers him. But it wasn't that Robin, so it should be. That's what I told him. I said, nobody liked Jason Todd. It's fine. And he's alive now. And it's fine. Yeah. And when you say nobody liked him, it's because they killed him because there was a nobody liked him. Nobody liked him. Yes. Nobody liked Jason Todd. (laughs) (laughs) So there you go, Tim. And then we have one other tweet that we were mentioned in, and it's related to an article we will be talking about in the news. Of course, we're talking about Josh Whedon breaking his silence on the whole Justice League fiasco and uh, also known as Joss, uh, Joss Whedon digs deeper. Yes, uh, the Gorilla Brain podcast tweeted out the article, said, Ooh, Josh, this did not help your case at all, man. And then he replied to his own tweet, Superhero speak, we get to talk about Whedon again. So sorry, but right, but uh, <laughs> so, so we like Joss Whedon has week. always been like this, right? Like it's just that he's we, just pro- not, we, we know about it now. Right. Well, yeah. I mean, because in the 90s, it, everything like uh, Buffy the Vampire Slayer was so popular. And then Firefly, everybody, I'm, I'm not sure if it was like, everybody it must have been a case of everybody was looking the other way or something. 100%. Like, look, look, look at Harvey. Because Michelle Geller came out with, with what was going on on mm-hmm. the set of Buffy. He, he, if you have a certain position, if you hold a certain amount of clout in Hollywood for a long time, you could do anything. And people look the other way. Look at Harvey Weinstein. I almost said Harvey Firestein. That would be completely different. <laughs> yeah, um, yeah. Completely different. No, like, look at that guy. That guy was raping people and he got away with it for decades. Decades. Right. Yep. I mean, this is like, I mean, it shouldn't surprise anybody. Is now people are, people are held to a certain account of, uh, it's a certain level of accountability that they just weren't held to back then, especially if you had money and power. If you had, I mean, this is kind of like the old, you know, if you have money and power you're above the law which is no place is that more true than hollywood right and i know kind of changed i that's why i mean that's why i loved ricky gervais i mean when he hosted the golden globes after all that you know and and he he was right he was like he made a comment and and you know people went boo or whatever and he was like what you people he he was one of you <laughs> You defended this man for years and let him get away with it. Dude, yeah. they, Roman Polanski is a felon. Oh, yeah. yeah. And people still like and a decade ago, they were like, oh, you know, they should let him back. And it's like he raped and sodomized a 13 year old. Wow. I'm sorry. He drugged, raped and sodomized. Excuse me. Like and people are like, ah, no big deal. Look at Woody Allen. I mean, like Hollywood allows that stuff. If you've shown that you can make a pretty good movie. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I mean, if you can well, make I mean, them money, I mean, these days it's a lot harder now for them to get away with it because it is. The, it is. the Me Too you know what? kind of, you know, it did. You know, know what? Fire hose of that. You know Post what? No, no, no. I call bullshit on that. I think they did it for a little while, got rid of some people, but I, I bet you a million dollars that it still goes on today. 
I, I guarantee it. Oh yeah, I probably yeah. I guarantee it still does to some extent, but I don't think you'll see the levels with which it was before because now there's power. There's power in saying something. Like the the internet, specifically Twitter, has given everyone a voice, and now it's not as easy to get away with things. Am I there scumbags? I 100 percent guarantee there's still scumbags. But are you going to get the levels of like decades upon decades of rape? You know, are you going to get people covering up bodies? I don't think so. I think well, you the, might get this guy's an asshole and yeah. the asshole will continue to work. But I don't think rapists will, will continue to get work. Yeah, the, pu- the public has become wrong. more accepting of understanding that this is going on and ready to pounce on somebody. Yeah, know? and I agree. With that. I think there's a lot more gotcha journalism and there's no better place to go for a gotcha journalist to work than in this kind of stuff. So I do I think it's still going to happen to some extent? Of course, well, there's always going to be bad people who succeed. But I think it's I don't think you'll see it on the scale that it, it was for you at know, least, 100, 100 years. For, yeah, at least for a while until the public forget. I mean, I, I, I don't possible? know. Like they, this, this is kind of entered into the public lexicon now, the Me Too really movement. Has. So no, it has, it has. And it changed, yeah. it changed a lot of things. Like the, we do live in a, it is a different world. And like, it's sad to say that, well, people just won't accept rape anymore. But I mean, like, it's the truth is like people aren't willing or racism. That's another thing. It's like Joss Whedon a few years ago, he says some stupid things. No, I mean, I know you're shaking me off, Dave, but I mean, like Quentin Tarantino says all that, put all those things in his movies and the man still works. But I mean, Whedon isn't working anymore. Right. No, and, I, and I'm not saying I'm not saying people aren't going to be called to the carpet. But I just think my issue is that the same people who allowed to, to go on for decades are still in power in Hollywood. It's not there. like there wasn't a changing of the guard. It was just, oops, we got caught. Okay, let's pretend for a little while like we care. And then but, things go back to the way we were. But here's the thing, though, is what is the guard? I mean, that's like, that's such a ubiquitous phrase. Is these things do change. Like these heads of studios, they're cranked out every couple of years. They don't matter. Like, it's hmm. not like it used to be back in the 40s and the 30s when you had the same, like, six guys ruling over Hollywood with an iron fist. Nowadays, these public traded companies, they get rid of these these CFOs like there's no tomorrow. These studio heads, like how many times have we, how many times, and, this, and since I've been on this show, have we talked about Warner getting a new studio head? Yeah, it's investment I mean, groups like, now. It's it, not. It it's not a fiefdom anymore. It is. It's totally. I mean, the, the, mechani- the behind the scenes machinations of these film companies are completely different. Like you just don't have, like even like a Michael Eisner that ruled that ruled Disney with an iron fist for like I a think, decade. You don't see that anymore. Yeah, I think if we get to a point where we have systems like Kickstarter funding blockbuster movies, which I, you know, where you don't have. Happen. That's going to happen, by the way. I, I think I do think eventually we'll get there. Then I think we'll see real change. But until there's the money men who are controlling everything, it's still going to go on. Yeah, you know, I mean, like I said, we say that. But in what's the last Woody Allen movie that got made? Like, when's the last thing Roman Polanski put out? Like, those guys were being aided and abetted by guys like Harvey Weinstein. Like right. I said, like they just don't. We just don't have these things anymore. There was a problem with Blumhouse a couple of years ago, or was it Blum? Was one of the other smaller horror outlets? I forget which. But I mean, like these people, they don't. They just don't last anymore. Like I just don't think. I just don't think you're going to have like the decades long control. Like you're not going to have these these film emperors like you used to. Like it just isn't like that. Okay. It's controlled by by shareholders now, which I don't think is better to be honest with you. But I mean, well, like it, now, no, it, it makes it, the shareholders and the investment groups, it makes them more accountable. They, they're they're more. Well, that's because those types of business setups are they're they're more sensitive to public opinion. Yeah. But and because, like you said, everybody's a cog in the machine. 
you know, they, nobody's that important that they can't be replaced. Absolutely. They're Everybody. more likely to get rid of people that are causing problems. Everybody's replaceable. Like finally, that's like the, that's the true like justice of, of the film industry is they've gotten to the point where it's become so corporatized that nobody matters. Right. Nobody well, matters. Like well, there's not the, even movie stars anymore. Except everyone's except, replaceable. Except Disney and Marvel. They, but they're not people, despite what the Supreme Court might say. Corporations are, in Ooh. fact, not people. Like, they are. This is a true story of two statement. Like, no individual, no human being, no one person can, like, can stop these machines from moving. They're all spokes on the wheel. Spoke, you loose on a spoke, put yep. another spoke on. Like, the mouse is a person. Yeah. No, no. Well, I mean, that, that whole businesses are people virus. thing is, is a clerical error in a supreme court case in the early 1900s and that's mm -hmm. what what got the ball rolling on this it is and that's it is. and that's why we have corporations basically running our government now but anyway besides all of that i think i think like warner brothers is a perfect example of you know nobody matters and you know because of that we're getting back we're getting worse films let's let's that is also honest. that is that is also true but kevin feige they've allowed him to have this power and we can see what somebody who's good at it can do when they're allowed when they're given that power and said we won't interfere yeah but if something bad if if let's say i'm, I'm not going to pick on ronan farrow because but this is kind of what he does he does these gigantic expose pieces that like destroy these like men of power yeah right? yeah, yeah yeah if if an expose on but i'm i'm creating a hypothetical scenario here i'm not saying anything yeah if, they, they, we, this is not rumor we want this start. is not rumor this is <laughs> i'm literally just i'm creating a scenario i'm, I'm mm -hmm. hypothesizing something Hi like that yeah. um i'm creating a hypothetical like, let's say Roman Farrow does a huge expose on Kevin Feige, and it turns out he's just the biggest piece of crap in the world. He's done. Disney's not going to put up with that. There's yeah. another guy. There's another underling at Marvel that could do his, that could be a replacement level film executive. You know, it's that if you're for my baseball fans, it's the war principle. Your wins above replacement. If you're a replacement level player, you can have no errors. Right, because they're gonna find another one. Because you're 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 right at that average. The higher mm -hmm. up wins above replacement, yeah, the harder you are to replace. Kevin Feige would be hard to replace, but not irreplaceable. Nobody's irreplaceable, except for maybe Kevin Feige. I think you guys are irreplaceable, but that's another I replaced. Story. I replaced someone. I know, but now you two are irreplaceable. All, all right. right, I'm not <laughs> irreplaceable. But, uh, okay, right. I think we we beat that one. Up. We got we got Don ready to go, just in case. Yeah. So. <laughs> I even rhymes with John. There you go. So real quick, hopefully this is still workable when the show comes out. But right now, Google Betty White and wait a second. All right, when the results. Hang on. Why? Why? Just do it. Just I'm do it. You'll thank me. Top stories. Betty White's assistant shares one of oh the flowers. Oh wow. Yeah. I'm not gonna lie. I thought these were strawberries at first. That's you, you. You know, Google sometimes. Yeah, that's pretty cool, actually. Some sometimes, man. So I just want to thank you guys for being a friend. Oh my god! <laughs> Did you see on YouTube the woman? What's her name? She 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 does the uh, talking to myself, my my former self, whatever. No. She did these videos where she'd go back in time and talk to herself, yes. like she, and she just came out with number six. And the, th the thing is, like, in the first one, she was, like, herself from, from May, and she went back and talked to herself in, in January of 2000, and, you know, the, the whole pandemic thing and all yes, that. Yes, yes, I saw that one. And, and, and she's, you know, she said Betty White was trending, and, and she's like, <gasps> and the other one goes, oh, no, no, it wasn't that. Okay. Well, this one, she kind of did a small tribute to Betty White, 
where she's, you know, the, the, the one from the future said, oh, Betty White's trending. And the other one says, oh, that's funny. We already did that joke. And the other one just had that look on her face. Man, you know, like I didn't, this still hits me. Like that almost made me cry again. It's like, you know, losing Betty, I, I, I got a very few, like for every heart, for, for every Betty White, there's like eight Harvey Weinstein. Harvey Weinstein's. But, but, but Betty White, man, you know, we need more of those. Yeah. I just... You know? All right, all right. So now all we right. can talk about Peacemaker. <laughs> Bad segue, I know. Uh, first of all, what a great opening. Oh, sequence. my God. And the fact that John Cena keeps a straight face through they the whole do. thing. The yeah. whole cast keeps a straight face. Through. That That's is, what makes it. For, first off, that was Julie Noka was talking about. She did explaining to my past self. But anyway, th- yeah, this the opening for this is I can't I can't I can't skip it. <laughs> no, that's no, Gun, I don't. I watch Gun, it every time. Gun said I wanted to create a, a title sequence that was unskip. Uh, to be fair, I love title sequences. I think that's what makes TV great. Like I I, I have a brain that I memorized almost every theme song from when we were kids. Like I love that stuff. Like cartoons and, and live action series. I love title sequences, so I never skip them. But this one is special. Yes. It's and weird. Super weird. I wonder. Sure super weird. Now, now, granted, John Cena is not a dancer. But I also kind of wonder, like, because he's so big, it's hard for him to probably do certain moves. You know? So the dancing is just awkward, too. Here's the thing about John. Because John, you guys know I'm a big wrestling fan. John Cena uh-huh. is professional wrestling. He is not known for being smooth. Like, John Cena is one of the big criticisms of John Cena as a wrestling worker is that he was herky-jerky with everything he did like nothing john cena ever did in a ring looked like good like he wasn't particularly good in the ring what made john cena special was you know his verbal skills and his ridiculous body and his ability to connect with the crowd he was really good at that but as far as like his in-ring stuff goes it was always a little awkward and guys would talk about how awkward it was with him sometimes so the fact that they steered into that with this i think was perfect by the way he's probably lost about 25 pounds from his from his heyday yeah but he's still a big guy oh he's big he used to be a lot bigger though yeah because he's not on clean he he says he said well he no he actually won a bunch of of, uh, clean bodybuilding contests oh like and they have those they have those like steroid free bodybuilding contests and he has like ridiculous genetics and you know, he's, he is a freak, but he's, you know, and he was in the WWE in an era where they were testing the shit out of everybody and he passed everyone. <clears throat> yeah. Cool. So, he's, so yeah, huh. we get, uh, we get a crazy sequence, uh, opening sequence with, that's a real song with him you. holding <laughs> judo master at the end. <laughs> Are you guys familiar with the bass? I'm not, I had never heard. That's actually, I actually, I shazammed the song. I've and- heard, I've heard that song before. It's a band called I, I Shazam it and I gotta go back and my Shazam to to find this. Wigwam? Huh. Wigwam? Wigwam. Wig, I'm sure it's Wigwam. <laughs> Wigwam. Yeah, we, it kid yeah. from the nineties. Wigwam. Wig, wigwam. Right. Well, I mean it's 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 gun. So he listens to probably a lot of stuff. All of his stuff is all heavily based in music. You know? Big time. Well, I like that this this peacemaker character seems to be into 80s hair metal. There's a great line in the first episode, it's like this, this, he's going through the the woman he brings homes. Uh, yeah, or he goes to her place. Her yeah. albums, yeah, yeah. And he's like, and it's all these Wait, hair is that, metal. Is that in the first episode? That is, that's the only one I saw. So yeah, I saw it. Yep. And he's looking at it. And he goes, "This is a time when men were real men because they were afraid just like women." Like it's a great, it's a great line. 
<laughs> Sorry. It's a great line. This this is real men because they weren't afraid to dress like women. Yeah. That is a that is a James Gunn line completely. Yeah. He definitely has a style. And for sure. This irreverent, like this was like you guys ever see Slither? Yes. This is a lot more like that than like his like Scooby-Doo, which is closer to like Guardians, right? Yeah. Yep. You know, he's got this irreverent sense of humor, which kind of got him in trouble, you know, and he gets to showcase this, the angry, like, because I think this whole Suicide Squad is really still him working through his anger issues with getting fired from Marvel. Right. And it still seems like he kind of taps back into that side because like Guardians is like pretty good natured where this Peacemaker and Suicide Squad has like a huge edge to it. Oh, yeah. Oh. Yeah, that, I mean that—that's the one thing I wanted to mention was this is not my type of of show. Me neither. I'm, to be honest with you, I'm I'm I, I mean maybe my upbringing was a, a little bit more conservative than I thought, but this is this 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 stuff like some of the humor in this is a little bit way too raunchy for me. It's super raunchy, and you were raised in Amish country. Um, I, no, I no, I was no, no, raised in Connecticut. So well, yeah. I mean you know, but still, it's it's kind of like you know, I, I mean. Yeah, there's some things I find this funny, but it goes it every time you think, okay, I, I'm at the limit now. It just takes ten steps past that line, then jumps off the cliff, and now, then explodes at the bottom of the cliff. You know, I was thinking that too, but then I'm like, but so far it's not as bad as the boys. <laughs> no, different. well, different because the boys is so mean spirited. Yeah. And this is like edgy, but I don't think James Gunn is like mean spirited as a person. Right. Like I do right. think there's like an innocence to him. And this is like this is more sophomoric, I would say, yes. than, yeah. than than like the boys, which is just like I said, it's some um, the boys is just mean spirited. And, and the boys is way gorier. Yeah. I mean, this this has got gore, but the boys is gorier. This is more raunchy. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I raunchy mean, for the sake of humor, more so than just raunchy to be raunchy. Right. You yeah. know? And I mean, it just, it's, it's so weird. Cause I mean, so the show takes place right after suicide squad, basically, well, five months after suicide squad. So like he wakes up in the hospital, you know, and the doctor says he's free to go. And he's like, I'm free to go. So I don't know. Did anyone else find that a little weird? Cause like, I thought he was in a special hospital with Amanda Waller's people. And then all of a sudden he was just in a regular hospital. I think that he was allowed to do that because I think this because Waller's got control over everything. So mm. I think she allowed him to do that so she could keep her finger on him because now she's got him working for this subgroup. Yeah. Right. So I think this is just her continuing her reach and just keeping tabs on people and messing with people, making him think they have more freedom than they do. At least that's how I read that, especially with the the last bit of uh, episode. No, I saw the first episode. Yeah, the last bit of episode one when you find out her daughter's working for you know. Right. So oh, yeah, I mean, but that's like. That was one of those things, too, from the beginning. It was like, what's up with her? Because she's either, and I was thinking that, like, she's either got some kind of superpower not revealing, but then when I saw them talking, and, like, she's like, you're the only one to trust. I'm like, she's somehow family. So, And mm-hmm. at the end of the conversation, when she calls her mom, it was like, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. because who who else would Waller trust like that, right? Yeah, Nobody. Exactly. Yeah. Nobody. But her daughter, who's clearly, like, a little, maybe a little bit of a black sheep, you know, but uh-huh. it's still, I think that we I want to know more about that character. This is something I was interested in too, is I really like the character setups and all these things. Like John Cena is so over the top, but the stuff with him and rock, because again, we get a little bit into his background in the suicide squad. We're like, Oh, his dad raised him to do this and da da da. And then you meet the dad and it's Robert Patrick. And he's this God awful racist 
evil, vile piece of crap. And you're like, okay, I get how, oh, I get where that kid comes from. He's worse than you think. Like, really? Only, okay. Only, I mean, like, like, okay. You, you don't care about, so, I don't care about well, this really before. isn't a spoiler. Like eventually they, the idiot computer guy, IT guy changes the registration on the car because the car was blown up at that, mm-hmm. in, in that attack. He changes the car to the father's name, not, not peacemaker's name. He could have done anybody else, but he did the father instead. So the father eventually gets arrested and put into prison. And in the prison, he sits down and all these other area niche guys come up and call him the, the grand dragon. Ooh. Yeah. He's like, he's like, you talk about steering into something. This guy, this, this father is like the absolute worst. And I thought that was such an odd, I mean, I'm curious to see where it goes. Cause I thought that was such an odd thing to place in the middle of the show. And I'm kind of wondering if there's like... Oh, it's got to go somewhere with that. It's got to go somewhere. Is he like a supervillain or something? We're going to find out, you know? Oh, he's got it. I mean, look look at his basement for crying out loud. So who is the Peacemaker? Like, let's look at the Peacemaker, right? Who in, like, who, like, Peacemaker's part of those Charlton characters that influenced the Watchmen, right? Uh Peacemaker's comedian. Mm. Well, not as smart. No, no, but that's what the influence was. Like, the the comedian was based on Peacemaker. So... You know, well, they're they're playing him more of a what do you call it, a empathetic character in here, right? Like he's just think, he's just stupid and oh, he no, was the, no, I mean, wrong. But I mean the dad, because I think the dad, I think they're hinting, I think they're kind of making that the dad is the peacemaker before. Chris. Oh, the 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 dad. Yeah, well, yeah no, the dad. So I the think dad definitely is a comedian. I think okay. they're steering into that, and I think it also too because in the Suicide Squad, John Cena plays kind of a straight villain. Like there's not much sympathy to him, right? Yeah, and now now they're making him sympathetic in the right. show. You have to. Like you have to have sympathy for your main character. Like you yeah. have to, you have to empathize with them. And an easy way to do that is because everyone's got empathy in their life somewhere. Is you show them just what a piece of crap that his dad was and why he is the way he is, and then you feel bad for him. And I don't know if this is going to be a redemption story for Peacemaker in the long run, but in a way, like you're kind of getting that just by and casting Robert Patrick, who has never ever played a decent human being <laughs> in his career. Like he's. He just always had that un, that unsympathetic, unwavering T one thousand face. Yeah, and I think that's what it is. It's just yeah, his it's natural casting. expression. Yeah, yep. It's just, and it's great casting because he's because we again he I don't think he's ever played a hero like a heroic character. So like he's the villain in, in Terminator Two, be the classic. That's like that's him forever. He was the the coach in the oh god that that Robert Rodriguez body snatch. I'm the trying faculty. to remember. I'm trying to remember him in X Files, and he was kind of a jerk in that too. Yeah, he's always that. When you wanted again the '90s and the '90s and the 2000s, if you wanted a, like a real asshole and you just wanted to establish it, not really spend a lot of time, just tell the audience right away, this guy is an asshole. You cast Robert Patrick, mm-hmm. so it's perfect. I mean, it's really, yeah. really good casting, and I like these characters. The hair is an interesting choice. Yes, yes, it is. <laughs> it's kind of par for course, though. It is, and I'm curious to see. I want to learn more about I'm, I'm, his. Gunn's girlfriend, that uh, Jennifer Holland, hardcore, I think is the name of the character. That's Blonde. his girlfriend? Yeah, it's his real life girlfriend. Jesus. Yeah, I know. Man done, man done well for himself. And I think this is like her real big opportunity, you know, because she's, she's not like, bad in this. No, she's not. Know? Like, I, I kind of laughed when I read that it was his girl. I'm like, oh, yeah, no wonder she got the part, but she's actually pretty good. So, yeah, you know, she, and, uh, and with the action too, her. like she did, she did her own moves in that. 
you know, some of the it's cut up a little bit, but she still did some of her own moves. Every, and, uh, everyone's stuff gets cut up. Like no one, like the, 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 the five minute daredevil, you know, Dolly sequence is, is unreal for a reason. Cause they just, well, I was, I was hoping like for, you know, John wick to have more of an influence, but it hasn't it's cause it's harder. That's harder to do. It's harder yeah. to make everything look good. It's easier to cut it up and create. It's like comics. Like the, the, the action that happens in the in the gutters is where your mind actually puts the story together. Movies the same way. You edit around and your brain makes the connections for you. Like that's, I throw, I, I do this, I cut away, you do that. You know, in your head, the punch connects. That's a shame. That's, but that's, that's movie making, man. You know? I know. Yeah. Very few guys are, are Ip Man who can actually do that stuff, you know? You're. That's like, yeah. personally, oh I mean, like. Like they're not a lot of guys like that. Like that's why they're special. So like oh, and then every episode has after scenes credit. Oh is, crap, was there really? Credit. Damn oh it. God. I didn't know. What happened to the first episode? So they're in the they're in the basement looking at all the helmets. Mm-hmm. Remember how he said this one does this one, this one's that? And Robert Patrick's like, this one will give you a chlamydia. <laughs> <laughs> he goes. What, 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 why, why, why would I want chlamydia? It's like every man should have chlamydia once in their life. <laughs> he said to challenge himself, right? Yeah, to challenge yourself. But okay, so that that guy, I met that guy, right? That guy is every crappy sports dad. Right? Yeah, that's a yeah, that's pretty much what he that is. Guy, that dude is every crappy sports dad that pushed his kid and only geared his kid for this one thing, and the kid really can't function in society because dad made him this way, and he's an awful human being. Like I said, I've met that guy a hundred times, so it's yeah. perfect. Chlamydia. <laughs> it's just a funny word. Uh, it is a funny word. That's the clap, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yes. a, it, I, I don't know. It's it he. There's there's going to be like I mean I know the butterflies are supposed to be the big bad, and uh, I, yeah I know like yeah I told you there's some parts of this that are hysterical but only because he is so goddamn stupid and like, that's I, and it's he is so good at just being straight at delivering those lines and that's what makes them funny he's great at dumb jock humor right yeah. yeah and that's it's totally just dumb jock humor and it's he's perfect at it. Yeah, no, no, he he definitely. So he gets I got a thumbs up. I got a question. The first, the end of the first episode, you have he takes home that woman with the '80s hair, and she tries to kill him, and she's clearly super powered in some way. Do we find out more about her? It's not. It was she. She's. <laughs> that's just an. Interesting, she's well, the first butterfly. Yeah, she's a butterfly. And then you'll find out what butterflies are. Well, I think we could tell him. Like even find even find. I have him. a hunch, but tell me. They're just. The, the thing, well, okay, you didn't see that part yet. He, they're they're just these little butterfly creatures that curl up in your brain and, and take you over. It's 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 was it pod people? Yeah, something like that. Like which ev- which which confused the crap out of me. Body snatchers. Yeah. Because if there's that many, they they showed a in one of the scenes they they showed on a, a map how many reports suspected. Of, of suspected butterflies, and there's all over the world like like tens of thousands, and you're like. How is it that Batman doesn't know about this already? They, and and why are they calling the Justice League? Right. Yeah. You know where the butterflies come from? Uh, they, they, they haven't they found explained a, that yet. He found a little tiny spaceship. So yeah, so he's aliens. I'm wondering hmm. if it's apocalypse myself. Hmm? Huh. But but what's this, what's the absurdity of Peacemaker and this little ragtag offshoot of the the Suicide Squad going against? a worldwide invasion what the i mean how does that work 
Well, we what are they going to take them out one after one we by did one? The Suicide Squad with the Starro. So I mean, like, it's going to be it's going to be something of DC history, right? Right, but but Starro. But what? But Starro was like a single like entity that they could go that a team could go after. This is like hundreds of thousands of people well, scattered all over the world. But this is like the difference of it, though. It's like you know the threat is big, the threat is small, and the threat is it's big in a different way. Like it's elevating the stakes, but in a much different way. Like it's much harder going to defeat. I'm just wondering. I'd like again continuity nerd. I just wonder what it is. Like because when they was fighting, I'm like, is she one of the Fem Furies? Like what is this? Like. But like, so that's why I'm, I'm, I was leaning toward something apocalyptic, but it could be something else. No one gun is probably something obscure, actually. Yeah, because right. I don't, I don't remember. I, I, I've what got he can, nothing it, about this. Right. It's, and what can he get away with in a little offshoot show? He kind of just wrote whatever on the he wants, you know. So that's what I'm, I'm curious as to, as to where he's going. Because I haven't read anything yet. I haven't read a single spoiler article. I'm just shooting at the dark here. Well, I don't think anybody knows because I can't find anything about it. Interesting. So. Or, or, or like you said, it's something so obscure that was only mentioned like one line in in like one of the offshoot nobody's really read you know parts of of some some run of some obscure. Well, I would imagine it's something. I could be wrong, but it might be something the Suicide Squad won up against in like a single issue, and he blew it into something more. You it's know? quite. It was quite possible, like or something from the actual Peacemaker Charlton comic, because I don't think anybody's actually read those. You know. Yeah, that's true. They can get away with a lot. Yeah. Okay, I have a question. You guys are DC boys. The character of Vigilante, does he exist in the comics? Oh, yeah. Oh, he does. There's several different. This one's Adrian Chase. Adrian Chase, the most famous thing about him is he kills himself. Like, there's a, there's really? a, very, there's yeah. a famous book from the 80s where it's the suicide of Vigilante. The one the one that I'm most knowledgeable about Cowboy. is the one from the, the, the pew, 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 from the, from the you know, western guy yeah but that's only okay. because bruce tim he, vigilante was in unlimited yep and uh, bruce tim nathan, brought him out nathan fillion doing the voice yep okay, and it was it was it, it was usually him and shining knight together because mm-hmm. they were both throwbacks from from the past so they stuck together kind of to the seven soldiers of victory yeah i i yeah this is there's been multiple variations on the vigilante character this is the one from the 1980s that had a very distinct look with that that red, red visor yeah yeah he actually had a version of him too in arrowverse i believe they had a version of vigilante yeah okay but hmm. he's like well like he's playing the character like peacemaker on the next level up <laughs> yeah different yeah. definitely different than the comic but this is that's fine like the comics and the most famous thing about this version from the comic is the guy killed himself so like it really is nothing there's not much there so whatever you can expand on is perfectly fine yeah which now makes me wonder is he gonna end up being cannon fodder because he possible dies in the comics so it's entirely possible mm-hmm. well and we're dealing with an offshoot of the suicide squad so like like I'm here's the thing we, we our enemy is is a butterfly a, a butterfly creature a little bit sh- smaller than your hand that can like crawl into you from any orifice and take you over and in the last episode everybody was alone all over the map yep what's one of the first things you do in that kind of a situation if you're a sci-fi geek you stick together (laughs) and you cover up all your orifices yes so (laughs) you'd be surprised at how many different situations call for you to cover all your orifices but um (laughs) slither for one right slither is a great example what a yeah. great movie. 
Yeah. I highly recommend if you've never seen James Gunn's preeminent uh, slug alien slug movie Slither featuring Nathan Fillion and Michael Rooker. Yeah, do it. Of it. course. I believe Elizabeth Banks is in that too. Has, so, has, he, has he done anything without Michael Rooker in it? <clears throat> Peacemaker. We don't know yet. We only have three that's, episodes. That's true. That's true. He does like him some Michael Rooker. Yeah. Which, again, who doesn't? <laughs> all right. So I guess we're all saying thumbs up. Keep watching it. I'll keep I'm gonna watch, watching it. I'm going to watch the next two after we get done. I'm that yeah. into it. Yeah. I'm I'm cringing at some of it, but I'll keep oh. I'll keep watching it. Oh, it's, it's very just... cringe. Don't get me wrong. But I kind of <sighs> like cringe. It's very blue. It's very blue. Yes. And since we're jumping around, we'll have to now take a moment and have our good friend D Square <laughs> tell you how you can follow us on social media and be part of Social Media Madness. Enjoying the show? Want to be part of Social Media Madness? Make sure you are following SuperheroSpeak.com where you can find all of the show's social media links at the top of the page. While you're there, you can check out old episodes of the podcast as well as some other great content. Check the site often because we are posting some great comic reviews as well as comic book and movie news content every day. Make sure and follow us on Twitter at SuperheroSpeak. And while you're there, check out the rest of the Geek World All-Stars Podcast Network. You can follow them at stars underscore geek. The Geek World All-Star Podcast Network include great programs such as the Pop Prison Power Podcast, Colt 45, So Wizard, Fans on Patrol, the Gorilla Brain Podcast, and of course, Superhero Speak. Search for hashtag GWAllStars. You will not be disappointed. Now, it's back to Dave and the boys on Superhero Speak. Thank you for that. Don, don't forget to check out the Omega Level Nerds podcast, available on YouTube and wherever podcasts are available. And on that note, as always, we're going to take a commercial break and be right back. After these messages... Back. All right, we're back, and uh, not a lot to talk about this week. Slow week. Yeah, we're in that that period still. We're still slow, but we did get our first look at the Batgirl costume. Leslie Grace shared it on social media. It feels very, you know, comic booky. Straight out of uh, New Fifty Two. It's the Batgirl of Burnside. 2014-ish. The Babstar, it's the Babstar design. For you guys know what I'm talking about. Yes. So, yeah. I mean, I mean like you can't, can't get more comic book accurate. No. No, you can't. You know, classic red hair sticking out of the back. Mm-hmm. Obviously a wig. Well, I mean, that's kind of... That was the probably a nod to the 60s Batgirl who had a wig. Well, that's the thing, though. Like, in the TV show, she had a wig. But in the comic book, she just had long red hair. That's true. So I always thought that was weird. But the wig makes more sense for disguise. Like, <clears throat> they're looking for a redhead, but yet she's actually a brunette with short hair. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know what to think about this movie. I want to see the first Batman, the new Batman movie first before I decide if this is something I'm interested in. But uh, it's going to have Michael Keaton. Like, it seems like they're steering into uh, Batman Beyond territory. Yes. Yes, it does. Which, uh, that's what John wants. Yeah. We'll see. What do you think of the costume? 
Hell Simpsons okay. Yeah, you know? no, I, I don't see anything wrong with it. Would you yeah. let her rescue rescue you from a burning building in that costume? Well, yeah. Oh, okay, good. <laughs> I'd let Peacemaker rescue me from a burning building. I just wouldn't stay anywhere near him after that. That's. I prefer Would a fireman. Let- Hmm? I prefer a fireman rescue me from a burning. Would you let JD rescue you from a burning building wearing that costume? I don't judge. <laughs> no, I, I would definitely no. I would definitely rescue John in that because I need him to keep paying me. It's a fair cop. Yeah, this sounds like a good idea for your next book, <laughs> dude. That is a good idea for a book. Yeah, so you're you're all you got a bunch of them today, Dave. I gotta keep writing this down. <laughs> So, so yeah, I mean, it's not bad. We'll definitely keep an eye out. I mean, they're filming it. We still have, we still have to get through the next Batman movie and Flashpoint. I feel like you're going to have to see Flashpoint to understand, right? Probably. Yeah. I mean, Flashpoint, they're going to reset things, right? That looks, seems to be the way we're going. They, they're still, they're still, you know, really not getting how this should work. I mean, no. they, they Hey, this, this is the classic DC thing, right? It's like uh, New 52, yay. Oh, it didn't go so great. Rebirth, right? another re- retcon, yay. It's like, you know, it's like they they just, they think they can fix this in post and they're not quite, they, 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 they're just so, not getting it. It's funny. I was reading Kurt, Kurt Busiek this weekend on Twitter had this really, it's like all weekend he was talking about, he started with just like, cause he wrote Superman about a decade and a half ago. He's like, here are ideas that I had a Superman that I never got, I'm never going to get around doing. So we just, launched a bunch of ideas he had for superman uh-huh. and it led into a conversation about the crisis the original crisis and he's like crisis was necessary for dc because it had become extremely cotton it had become extremely convoluted and it was like it was an absolute smash hit and it launched a new wave of comic. It, it was like he said it brought in so many more eyeballs to dc and it helped them in so many ways but they threw out too many babies with too much bathwater. Mm. And there were mistakes that they've been trying to fix for 40 years and they've never quite wrapped their head around. And he used Superboy as an example. Because when you eliminate Superboy, you eliminate the Legion of Superheroes. They've never been able to figure out the Legion of Superheroes since then. And then someone said, well, you mean like the Flash? He said, no, the Flash was lost, but they needed to redo the Flash because the Flash had just been, like the Flash wasn't a, even a top 10 book for them anymore. Like wasn't even a top 10 character. And he just went through like kind of these beat by beats of, where the crisis had like hit and where the crisis had missed and then he goes in a lot of ways they've been trying to play catch up on it ever since and yeah. it's interesting because it's true because every every now and then we have to have another crisis and we're con- rather than marvel just be like no that didn't happen and pretend just ignoring it like dc steers into it like my kid asked me today how we were talking about jason todd how did jason todd come back to life well superboy prime punched the walls of reality <laughs> yes. i mean like oh my god rosal go put him in a lazarus pit and then mm-hmm. I explain yeah. the Lazarus pit to him. And he's like, oh, okay. Like, it makes much more sense than like explaining all that stuff. It's just, it's just like DC, they have ideas and yeah. then they make them, they make them so much more complicated than they need to. True. Well, they, they need a central keeper of, of the history, you know, and they, That's... and, and they need, they need to plan it out better. Like but they, even they... Marvel doesn't plan it out good, but, but Feige Feige is fixing that by making sure that there is, I mean, there's a, there's a very little interference with the, with the studio, but well, he's, he's it, keeping I, a very, it took a while though for him to get there. Like he had to earn yeah. his, he had to earn his keep to get that kind of stuff. You right. have a bunch of hits. Yeah. But, but, but he is keeping a fairly clean history now. Like we know what's going on in every place and it's easier to do it, but it's easier to do it in a movie than it is in a comic book series. Right. Oh, and true. I was about to say, yeah. I, but I was about to say, I think this is 
I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. Is this the point you're trying to get to, JD? Is like DC tried to launch a movie universe. It okay. didn't go didn't go that well. So now, well, it worked in the comics. Let's do a flashpoint and reboot the universe. Yeah, and it seems like that. And I get why they would think that because yeah, sorry, Dave, I got lost in my own thought. Um, <laughs> no, it did it did seem like that's what they're going for is that they're going to try to crisis essentially the movie universe. I don't know if that's necessary. But again, at the same time, you they're in a crisis-like position because there's things about the previous universe that work. Yeah. Like Henry Cavill as Superman works. Jason Momoa as Aquaman works. And there's stuff that doesn't. Man of Steel really didn't work. Like the Justice League movie really didn't work. Like, what are you going to do? How do you keep? And this is the problem, though with the crisis is they tossed some stuff and kept other stuff. Same with new 52, new 52 mm-hmm. tossed everything away except Batman and green lantern. Their top two books. Those books went on like nothing happened, right? It's never clean. Yeah. That's yeah. never clean. So what are we going to do here? Are we gonna do it again? Not clean. Then we're going to bring back Michael Keaton as Batman. So what, I don't know. And it's just like Marvel, Marvel has, they, they walk such a fine line with Spider-Man and delivered, Right. So now mm-hmm. there's an even bigger expectation on on Warner DC to do something, and I just don't know if they're going to be able to. That's the funny thing. Marvel keeps putting more and more pressure on DC, and all it, and instead of like taking a breath and figuring it out and then making a movie, DC keeps rushing everything to try and keep up. They just and can't figure it happening. out. Yeah, like they just again, like they they don't have a Feige who's just like a guy, right? Like Feige's essentially like the equivalent of like an editor-in-chief or a showrunner. Like he's the guy who keeps, he's not making yeah. all the movies, but he's like the final say. DC just doesn't have that guy. It was supposed to be Jeff Johns. And as we'll, we'll talk about later, that just didn't work. Jeff's coming back to comics and he's doing some stuff. And like, I don't know, like the stuff that makes Jeff Johns a good comic writer makes him very difficult as a film person yeah God, this is aside from his personality this is just his tendencies right yeah. you know no yeah. agreed so yeah we'll see fingers crossed they at least get uh something right soon hope so i do i hope so yeah i mean and there are filming aquaman 2 batgirl flashpoint so much or i think they're done filming flashpoint mm-hmm. and they should be and then we have a Batman movie that's not connected to anything. So, yeah, let's see where this goes. Hmm. Uh, all right. So we talked about this a little bit earlier, but to get a little more detail on this, we had said... That, so Josh Whedon came out and said, Ray Fisher is a bad actor and denies all of the Justice League claims that Ray Fisher has made against him. So basically, as JD said, he doubled down. And I don't... I mean... It's just a bad look, I think. Horrible look. Horrible like, look. Not like like not only like I'm not saying come out and say, Yes, it's all true and I'm sorry, but to come out and then also to like badmouth Ray Fisher on top of all of this, like you're not winning any uh points with anyone by doing that. So I just is is his career over? Joss's? I think so. Yeah. Like I'm sure he'll get something, but like I don't know. Hell, they, they could green light a second season of Firefly and they, and he wouldn't be able to helm it. I mean, at this point. Yeah. It's just, I mean, I don't know. Like, yeah, there's nothing it's, you can do. And, and it's just also one of those things where, like, you know, will we ever know the full story? Because it is a he said, she said thing. And no, no one really wants to get in the middle of those things. But uh, it's just like these people don't do themselves any favors by continuing to talk about it. Nope. <laughs> nope. He, 
if he would have kept his mouth shut for a couple years, went back and did a small project uh-huh. and it was a success, he probably could have rebuilt himself. Right? Yes. And, and that's like, usually the game plan. And like right? steered it like, yeah, you know, I made mistakes. I, I'm, you know, I, I got Icarus. I got too close to the sun, you know, right. Just right. Been that like, you know, he's like going, no, nah, man, that guy sucks. But, and it, and the thing that gets me, it's like, it feels like it's, I mean, it's like a year ago. It felt like we were talking about Ray Fisher and coming out and saying all this stuff. And then now all of a sudden out of nowhere, he's like, yeah, it's not true. And he's a bad actor. It's like, mm-hmm. wait, what, where are you going? Like, oh, yeah, I don't, it's like, you're, you're being stupid unless he's not like, this is, this is my theory. He's tried to get work. He's not getting work. And now he's angry. And that's why he's coming out and saying this. That's I think that, I think that could be a lot of it. I don't know what his financial situation is. I mean, it's easy to say, well, I got enough to work again. We don't know how people live, you know? Right, right. Like, yeah, exactly. the, the Hollywood's rife with stories of people that made millions of dollars and blew it all. So. Yeah, it's been tons throughout history. So it's like, I don't know. I don't know what his, what he wants or what he thinks or, you know, I just think this is just bad. It's poor choice. It's short-sighted it's really career suicide i don't i don't get it i don't get it at all i don't get what he thinks he wins on any of this yeah i don't know either Ugh, what's he gonna do never work again i guess i mean like i mean like i said like here's the thing is if like if he wants he could steer into being that guy and find an audience like it's a different audience than what he used to have but he could he could actually make small movies on like indiegogo or something like that and support a career like if you want to be the next ethan van skyver you can i mean that's a that's a so that's a far cry from what he was but yeah good so i mean the thing is like there's other things too like apparently he called the the whole cast of justice league rude and then said that and then he denied that he threatened gal gadot's career and said english is not her first language I mean, like, these are really bad. I mean, like, how this is the we, we talk about creating sympathy, right? With people, like, uh-huh. this is the opposite. Like, this is like you're torpedoing your career. And, like, here's the thing with like being the super, like, we talked about like accountability in Hollywood. When you're super successful, everyone tells you how great you are, right? And uh-huh. these people believe their own bullshit for so long that when they're told the opposite, they refuse to acknowledge it. And this is what happens when men, I'd say there's a lot of, there's a lot of white guys specifically who have this issue is when they're told no, or when they're told, nah, this isn't good. And they've been, they've never heard anything else, but you are great. You are great. You are great. They can't accept it. They cannot accept failure. They cannot accept to be told anything other than you're a genius. Mm, And that's what this reeks of. True. Very true. Yeah. I mean, it's just like, why would you, oh, there's no reason there's no reason even if you were being insincere even if you were being insincere the right thing to do is like i was wrong man i screwed up i need to get better you know even if you didn't mean it it's so easy to say i mean fix your career and he went the opposite yeah that's the standard publicist playbook right like they have a well-trodden well-known playbook you know Used to used to be I'm going to I'm going to therapy or something. Yeah, you know? I, I'm gonna seek. I'm gonna get counseling. I'm gonna get better. Like again, you, has social media been the worst thing for people in the in the in the PR industry? Yeah, because yeah. they cannot control the message anymore. Well, even yeah, and even so, let's just like, and I know we talk about like the the idea of a star isn't what it used to be, and it isn't. But even going after 
that cast of Justice League, you have some of the right now biggest stars in that cast. And it's like, why? Like, yeah, yeah, you don't punch, you don't punch up while trying to do a mea culpa. It does, right? It doesn't exactly. work that way. Punch down. You're punching. Is punching. Up. Well, he's punching. No, he's punching up because they're bigger than him right now. They are bigger yes. than him now. But I mean, like you're Joss Whedon, you think you're punching down. You know what I'm saying? Mm, like right. he thinks he's better. And like Gal Gadot's star. Like it's not like Ben Affleck's rushing to his defense. Like right. here's the thing too. It's like he took over Zack Snyder's. Say what you want about him, but I mean, like he's got weird movies, weird sensibilities. But his actors never. You never hear people go, "Man, it was a horrible set, and he's a bad person." Like you never hear that about right. Zack Snyder. You just don't. Like apparently he's all right guy to work for. Everybody came out in this and talked about what a piece of crap Joss was. Yeah, yeah. And it's not like the Marvel people bent over backwards because he had nothing good to say about them when they made Age of Ultron. Yeah, that's true. I mean, nobody, nobody came to his defense. Joe Casada didn't even come out and be like, hey, man, you know, I've worked with Joss for years, you know, blah, blah, blah. Because that guy saved X-Men 15 years ago. Yeah. You know, it's just, uh. it's just it's just weird to me that this is how this is how this guy is going to choose to end his career. Like, and now you just double down. It's so crazy. So crazy. Yeah, it is. I just, I, so many people loved him and now everyone hates him. My it's wife like, loved, my wife is the biggest Joss Whedon fan because she loved Buffy. My wife loved yeah. Buffy. And again, I don't know how much of that stuff is just because at the time it was the girl power show, but you look back on it and it's a little questionable, which is anything, you know, some art doesn't age very well. So uh-huh. all art should be viewed in the time it was created. But I mean, like it disgusts her to like even think about that now. Cause again, like Sarah Michelle Geller, Charisma Carpenter, Eliza Dushku, any woman that worked on that set, Michelle like, Trachtenberg. Michelle yeah. Trachtenberg was. Yeah. She was a. She was a child, and they weren't yep. like she wasn't allowed to be alone with him. How did yep. this guy keep his job? Yeah. And let alone had two. He had two networks fighting over him. There was there was and, a lot of talk about from Michelle Trachtenberg and Elijah Dushku. Du, du, was it like Elijah Eliza Dushku? Right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Because she wouldn't and did Dollhouse after Buffy, mm-hmm. and I, you know, there are rumors about how that really ended. Ugly, um, I assume. Yeah, you know, it just—I don't know, man. It's just like it's just weird to me that this is this is how he ends with it. Like, it's just it's just, it's freaking crazy. It's freaking okay. So I was watching—I got into an Alf kick over the weekend. I, I I was watching Toy Galaxy, and they had an Alf thing, and uh-huh. I was like, oh, Alf. So I stumbled upon Alf outtakes. Do you guys uh-huh. heard about these Alf outtakes? Where I've I, heard about them, but I've never seen I, them. I watched it where Alf's pretending to have the guy who does the voice Alf pretending to have Tourette's. And oh my lord! Oh yeah, there's another one that if if any of that had, if it been if social media had been invented before that whole <laughs> that like, wouldn't have lasted like three episodes. And he's making like suggestion sexually suggestive stuff comments to the daughter who was like 17 at the time. Like that stuff. Like we just talked about that stuff. Flew. It was fine. You know what are you gonna say? It was his show. You yeah. Know? Yeah. He could and, drop and she was taught to, and and probably the daughter the the actress that played the daughter was taught to accept that as part yep. of the. Yep. You know, trying to get through that. And this is what we talk about is these. Are, and again, Joss Whedon came up in this world, you know, right. where that stuff. Was yes. And you know what the craziest thing about this was? His dad was the showrunner or his grandpa, I forget, was the showrunner on Golden Girls. You know, it's just like, I don't know. It's nuts. It's nuts. Very nuts. I don't know. It's well, weird when you see your career going down in flames and you decide to throw gas on it. <laughs> well, I guess thinking, it's better. Thinking that the gas is water, right? Yeah, exactly. And then it's like, this isn't water. Here's more. <laughs> yeah. I guess uh, Def Leppard said it best, right? It's better to burn out than to fade away. Yeah. 
I believe Neil Young also said that. Oh. Hey, hey, hey my, my. That's true. Rock and roll can never die. Neil Young, good person. Quality human being. Hmm. You never hear bad Neil Young stories. Gotta help on that one. I don't think you have. I can't think of any of a bad thing about Neil Young I've ever heard. I don't know. That's good. Hmm. Let's keep it that way. Yes. <laughs> <Let's>... <laughs> All right. So speaking about things that are weird and from the 80s or 90s, NBC orders a pilot episode for a Quantum Leap reboot. So there's been rumors floating for a while about Quantum Leap was coming back. Some people thought maybe are they going to continue the show? But no, they're doing a full reboot. Are they going to let Sam come home finally? That was the worst ending to, to Oh my no, god. No, it's Almost beautiful. Series. No, it's beautiful. It's it's the tragedy, right? He sacrifices himself for the good of mankind. It's very Christ-like. It really is. You know? Man, I love that show. I'm very excited about this reboot, but uh, I'll be honest with you guys. I've had this idea kicking around in my head for a decade of how you could like put a new spin on Quantum Leap. Uh-huh. And it's never going to happen now, so I decided, well, I'll just take the idea and rename it and reformat and just do my own thing with it. So okay. I just, I'm just, I'm happy, but sad at the same time. Cause like the own facing my own failures as a creator, like, well, I never got big enough for quantum leap, you know? Well, what was yeah, your idea? You could still, you could still get big enough for something else. Okay. I'll give it away because like, I'm going to do a book series and it doesn't really matter. What if, so Dr. Beckett's been leaping through time, right? Uh-huh. What if Project Quantum Leap changed its focus to bring him back, not for good, but because like this guy is essentially ruining history. Like, what if you woke up tomorrow and your, like, say your wife and daughter were gone and you never knew that they existed? How much power do we give one man to do that? That's wrong. It's morally wrong. So the new Project Quantum Leap is would be to send time agents to retrieve Sam Beckett to stop him from putting right what once went wrong. So it's essentially quantum leap meets the fugitive, Ah. but Sam Beckett would continue to do the right thing because in fact, the evil leaper would have taken over quantum leap. There was an episode where there was an evil leap. There was a, they, that's where I got but it was a, it was yeah. a Halloween episode though, and you were left wondering if there really yes, was or that's not. That's where I got the idea. Where this yeah. is the, the evil or, leaper uh, would have taken would have taken over, and then Al would be like a, an Al, an AI, is because the real Al yeah would because have been Dean long Stockwell gone. Yeah, yeah. So they, I if my, you woke up tomorrow and social media never existed. It'd been what a, what a wonderful world this. Would be. <laughs> yeah, no kidding. We'd be <laughs> no, in a lot was, better place. That was my idea that I always wanted to do was like reboot Quantum Leap, but like now Sam is like on a ticking clock where he has to do these things or risk being caught. And like the the other leapers would be like Matrix, like like the Smiths in the Matrix, where they could leap into other people's bodies to stop Sam from what uh-huh. he's doing. It, it wouldn't be that far fetched. The government would be stupid enough to say, "Hey, we got to so, stop him from." That's from what changing. I. That's they, what I wanted to do. That was my yeah. idea, and it yeah. would just be evil. So now, I'll, I'll, screw it. I'll just change things around and so, write a series of books. Here's the interesting thing. In Quantum Leap, the TV show, mm-hmm. the original show, part of the rules of how the sci-fi worked was he could only leap to points in his own life. In his right. own life time, right? <clears throat> so from his birth to, to to that point in time. So even if you get an actor in his 40s today, that means that the farthest back he can go is the 80s. Yeah. You're making me feel really freaking old there, man. <laughs> Well, that's the beauty of this show is apparently they're going to try to get Scott Bakula back involved. So whether it's actually because I don't know for sure, but it sounds like they're going to try to get him. So you now you have the flexibility of the 80s to, of the excuse me, the 50s till now, because Scott Bakula is like in his 60s, you know, yeah. he could do it. So I mean, like, there's more flexibility to it. Like if they want that idea, too, by the way, I just threw it up and they could steal it from me. <laughs> I stole it from them. So, you know, 
Well, it could be him handing off the torch. It could because his daughter, because his daughter worked for Quantum Leap. Yeah, and his wife had come back, right? Like, or no, that was Dean Stockwell's. No, wife. no, his Everybody, wife. His, his, his wife, wife was work. waiting for him, right? Mm-hmm. His wife was waiting for him. We didn't know about that till. I think it's a season four premiere where you find out Sam had a family, but then it, yeah. like, he creates, he creates a daughter who actually winds up working with the project to bring Sam back. God, I love this show. Um, she fi- yeah. She fi- he brought, he brought her into existence and she and wound she up fixed, fixing something fixing that they something were. they needed. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it was uh God, it's such a good show. And like, I hope whatever, I hope whatever they do with it, it could be as good as the original because those, up until the last season, those that, that show had aged pretty good, to be honest with you. Like, there's so much heart and pathos to that character, Sam Beckett. Like, it won awards too. It was one of the first really sci- sci-fi shows yeah. to win awards. Yeah, it was socially accept. Was a socially accepted sci-fi show in an era where not a lot of sci-fi was mainstream. Hmm. So obviously, one of the aspects of the show is it tried to concentrate on small personal stories, right? Because mm-hmm. You don't want him to change the Cuban Missile Crisis, right? Because well, to be fair, they did do the Kennedy assassination. Yeah, the last season, the last season got ridiculous. Like they just kind of lost. You know, not every show needs to go for ten seasons. You know, they just lost it. But yeah, for the most part, it was small personal. Right, and I mean, can you get away with that today? Or do people want to see like, oh, if he's traveling through time, he could stop nine eleven, or you know, well, Doctor Who gets away with it, and you know, they don't have to change anything, but. But they yes. call fixed points in time that they can't change. And- they make up the rules. They go along on Doctor Who one time. Yeah. Um, this would be, I mean, like, could you? Yeah. But I mean, like, I, what I wonder is because the Quantum Leap was such a, uh, it was such like an episodic show, right? Like you could watch yeah. any episode of Doctor, of, a, of, excuse me, of Quantum Leap and it just wouldn't really matter. There wasn't a lot of continuity. There's a little, but not a lot. Now television is so serialized, right? Yes. How do you do, how do you do Quantum Leap like that now? Because you need overarching plots. Well, they, right. they, they right. did kind exactly. of tie the original episodes together because at the end of they the did. episode, he would leap into somebody that you would see in the next. They did. So, they they, could, they, they so did you play him out of order, you, you kind of get that off. But, you know, but, you but could still, tag, yeah. You could tag that end. You could you could literally cut the ending of any episode and pull out. You know, like you could put him in. Well, yeah, 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 yeah. Like you don't have to have it in, in the proper order. But now I wonder how you do that because television viewers want these epic stories now. Like we watch TV because we get longer stories than we get in movies like episodic freak of the week shows don't work anymore right so what is quantum leap in the 21st century as a tv sh- as a narrative show i don't have the answer to that but i'm really curious to see what they do my well, idea would have worked yeah your idea would work because they want an overarching storyline and unless what's that, better than that yeah. yeah i think unless now you show the quantum leap lab and what's going on? Yeah, you could absolutely do that. I think you should do that if they're going to have that. Like, there needs to be more activity from Ziggy, right? Right. And oh, shit, I forgot the rest of the name of the people. Like, yeah, you need to do, you need to have Project Quantum Leap be a part of the story, a part of like the fabric right. of the story. Right. Not and then that's this, where you have it. Yeah. That's where you can have your, your overarching narrative keep going. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then you have, yeah, because there's so, yeah, there's so much more you could, actually, you're right, Dave. There's so much more you could do. Overarching, because then you have, like Dave John said, the government would be after you. Like there would be problems. There would be because they're idiots. <laughs> there would, well, again, they want to. They'd want to destroy Project Quantum Leap because mm-hmm. it's dangerous or and control it have, or control exactly control mm-hmm. it. And then there'd be a plot to stop that. And then there'd be like you could have time terrorists. You could have like there's a million things you could do. I'm gonna write all this down. Like there's a million things you could do with that concept that they just they didn't because 
what they had work. They had these small, quiet, personal stories that I don't think they should just try to redo the next time around. It has to be, it has to be something different but, this time because you still have the old one, you know? That, that was also part of the, I think, genius of the show. When you think about it, it was a sci-fi show, but they didn't have a lot of special effects in it because he would just leap into someone's body and they just told a story. The most was him looking in a mirror and seeing someone else and the, the light effect at the beginning and ending of each episode. It was that, it was basically sci-fi kung fu or the yeah. Incredible Hulk. Where yeah. The guy comes into town, sees a problem, solves the problem, moves on to the next town. It was the right. same show. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So you're talking Kwai Chang Kane. Yeah, Kwai Chang Kane. Yeah, Kung Fu. That was every episode. He walked in, he wandered to a new town. There was a problem. He remembered some stuff that he learned back at the temple. He and then beat people up. Then beat people. <laughs> well, it's incredible Hulk. David yeah. Banner comes into town. Who are you? I'm not anybody special. There is a problem. Say there's a white supremacist and there are a dozen problems. And then you know the reporter shows up and someone pisses off Banner. Banner becomes the Hulk wreck shop. And somehow that solves the problem. Time to move on yep. to the next town. <laughs> you know? That was quantum leap, it was the same thing. Yeah. I mean, he didn't turn into a monster and wreck the town, but... No, no, but it was, like, same concept. Like, again, mm. the Hulk was just kung fu with a monster. Yep. Yeah. No, no, and it was great. I mean, it was one of the first shows that did things, too. Like, he would jump, leap into women and leap mm-hmm. into people of color and, like, mm-hmm. have to see it from their perspective. You know, I think and that's what made that it was, such... That's like, why it won awards. Yeah. That is yeah. why it won awards. But then you'd have episodes that were funnier. You'd have episodes that were a little more serious. You'd have episodes yep. that were, like like super like scary you would have Hall- like, the halloween episode was the halloween freaking, episode was yeah. great was great yeah. but then you'd have other ones that were like dark you'd have ones that were light like there was like it could be well, quantum the beauty of quantum leap is it could be anything it wanted to be that week right you know there were no like there were no parameters as long as sam had to solve a problem and al was going to help him right and it was such a good show such a good show could you imagine if he leaped into the body of a podcaster Maybe oh boy yes. He'd be bored as hell. <laughs> so, so, so Gushy says, I just have to sit in this chair and talk into this microphone. And it's going to fix everything. That's <laughs> great TV. <laughs> well, hold on. They think it's going to fix everything. <laughs> uh, yes. that we all, don't we all? Ziggy's still trying to figure it out. <laughs> so, so TV is rife with the decaying bodies of supposed reboots of famous properties. So we'll see how this goes. You know, I yeah. mean, I, I, it would be nice if they could revive it because the I mean, idea, it, like, 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 there are lots of series that that have incredible ideas that you know have so much material still useful, like Stargate or that sort of thing, where like the possibilities are almost endless. This is one of those. It's just a matter of the execution at this point. Hawaii, well, the Hawaii Five O reboot worked, right? That show outlasted its original. This the predecessor. It was a smash. The MacGyver reboot. Didn't Ugh, yeah it did last a couple of seasons though a couple of seasons wasn't macgyver though yeah like the original macgyver is like 10 years no no i get that i get that but i mean it was well yeah but it was on life support the whole time i mean yeah. it was it wasn't it a was... smash it wasn't like it wasn't the cultural phenomenon the original macgyver was yeah. and it's also a different time when like a show's got to be really bad to be canceled now uh, yeah so i mean let's let's keep this in mind people like ordering the pilot doesn't mean you're going to get the show it just means that a pilot will be made and then they'll decide if they want to Make the show or not? I mean, there's a there's a new Night Court on Peacock, right? Like, it's on. I believe so. Someone I heard from someone. I don't have Peacock, but I've heard from someone that it's on Peacock. 
that they've watched it. I, so I'm I'm going secondhand information here, but that's what I have heard. Like if these these reboot things, and now because we need we're in the content wars, right? Comcast John needs material needs stuff for people. I, I know, but Night Court would Night. I mean, I I didn't hear that, but I probably got Peacock, so I, I could check it out. But the I mean, original the original yeah. Night Court was just. You, you, there are some things like Lightning that in bottle, and man. Cheers. You, you yeah. can't recreate that magic. Not, Lightning in a bottle. Yeah, it's just that the, the actors and the writing and everything was just, well, yeah, it's like you're not going to recreate that. That's why Frasier had to be a different show than Cheers because you couldn't redo Cheers. Yeah. So Frasier had to be completely different top to bottom for it. To, and it worked. Like they made it work, but like you had to be something totally different. Like redo, redoing a sitcom is so risky. Because sitcom is all about intangibles, right? Yeah. Like, it really comes down to, do you have a good concept? Do you have good characters and good actors that can play them? Like, and do they click? Like, and it's so hard. And, and the thing is, I do think Night Court, it was Harry Anderson. Like, Absolutely. The whole show was built around him. And like, Absolutely. Yeah. you know, it's like, it's like, I'm trying to think of a show that's built around him. Everybody loves Raymond. Mm-hmm. Like, that show is based on Ray Romano, his comedy. What you know, like Seinfeld. Exactly, Seinfeld. Yep. You couldn't reboot those shows without the main person in it. So yeah, I'm actually trying to look this up, and I don't see. I don't, the only thing I see is it talks about the upcoming. Maybe it hasn't happened, or maybe maybe I saw someone talk. They saw the pilot or something, and I'm I, I connected dots that weren't there. But I I know for a fact I saw someone on Twitter talking about the actual show. And I say you saw it. And he goes, "Yeah, it was some. It was good." I'm like, oh, "Okay, you know, I don't have Peacock, so I'm going to watch." Okay, well, I'll take a look. Yes, we need to find out, John. This is this is important information. I I, I just you know don't. I hope it doesn't make me sad. I mean, it's just it's, Mel- it's Melissa Roush, the the other blonde from uh, Big Bang Theory. Oh. Yes. Okay. What's next? We've got dead air. You shouted at this out. All right. Now this is saying, hold on. This is on deadline from shoot. Why is this? Why can't I see the date? NBC sitcom for 2022, 23 season night court. So, so maybe someone just saw the pilot and was just talking about it. Yeah. And this is from November. So what's well, January? If it's well, like it got cast before November, like it was cast in the summer. I mean, obviously they're filming it. Cause there's a photo looks like from the set and you see, yeah. Melissa Roush on the bench and talking to John Larroquette. John Dan Fielding. I can't believe he's going to repress his role. Why not? He's not doing much. Do you know what his first role is? Do you know what his first like acting role was? No. He was the narrator of the Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Jeez. Oh, my God. You're right. Yeah. Nice. Wow. That's, that's insane. It is, isn't it? I love horror movie connections to like famous people because everybody's done a horror movie. A lot of famous people started in horror movies. I know, okay. that's what I'm saying. Well, it's in commercials, right? That's yeah. how you get your start. <laughs> Friday the 13th, Kevin Bacon. Kevin Bacon. Nightmare on Elm Street, Johnny Depp. Mm-hmm. Your, your woman with Halloween. a problem on an advertisement and your body Jamie. number three in a horror movie. <laughs> Jamie Lee Curtis. John, Jamie Lee Curtis on Halloween. Yep. Yeah. Paul Rudd in, in the Halloween in Halloween 6. Oh, my God. Go. That's right. <laughs> Ugh. See? So, so, boys and girls, let that be a lesson to you. Go to a horror movie and you can become yes. famous. Watch horror movies because you're going to see someone that becomes famous at some point. I'm saying if you want to be an actor, you know, Jennifer, don't turn to- Jennifer Aniston. She was in Leprechaun. Oh, my God. That's right. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. 
much. Yeah, the only person I can think of that went back is Courtney Cox. Scream. Well, those dude, Scream killed the box office. Huh, I made a pun. Didn't even mean to. Scream did great. <laughs> Scream was the number one movie. Like that franchise has got legs still. It turns. It finally, out. it finally pushed out uh, Spider Man Three. Right About time. I mean, something ah, to eventually. But yeah. No Way Home just beat Black Panther. Uh, domestically from domestic box office i mean i love black panther but it was it's about time you know it makes it just makes you feel good for the world like even though our covid numbers it looks like we peaked looks like we're starting to trend down a little bit still not great but it makes me feel like we're trying to like be normal again and yeah you know like things again so i don't know makes me hopeful for the future i like things i like things too things john do you nice. like things things are nice all right. Well, then that's, I think we're, we're at a, a good point to wrap this one up and we can talk about things we like. So do we have any recommendations for our audience, John? I just saw I, I, in the midst of shotgunning both Peacemaker and what are the other one that we were going to talk about that we didn't really talk about was it Boba Fett. I also shotgunned the, the second season of, was it Demon Slayer? Demon Slayer is a show that in 20, I think it was 2019, the one of the episodes, episode 19, actually trended on Twitter. It was, it's probably some of the best animation ever put on on a show. And the second season has is get it is basically just as good. So if you want to see like if you if you want to get into anime and you want to start with some of the best anim, animation and storytelling, Demon Slayer is for you. Okay, it'll cool. spoil you, but you know. <laughs> JD. So I took my kid to the comic shop on Sunday. We were in the old stomping grounds. I said, Oh, those are the comic shops. We said, Oh, can we go, Dad? I want to get a book. And he's been into the Miles Morales Spider-Man lease. Mm-hmm. And Peter, he loves Spider-Man, which is just awesome. So I hmm. took him there and uh, he picked up a little Marvel Adventures. It was Peter, Miles, and Gwen. He's just uh, on top of the moon. I wanted to get something. I look at the books and I'm always like, man, and I get intimidated because I'm like, I want I want to, I would love to start reading it, but one, it's expensive. And two, it's always like, God, where do I start again? Yeah. You know. Like trying to keep up with stuff. And then I saw DC's doing these black label things. And I picked this up. Like this, this is the audio podcast will explain it. It's these, it's this the the prestige format books. They're starting to release those again. Mm-hmm. And this is Swamp Thing Green Hell number one, written by Jeff Lemire, art by Doug Monkey. And uh, it's a post-apocalyptic story. We're not sure what happened, but there's civilization is on the brink. There's not many people left. And the green and the red and the rot have decided. We're done with people. Let's just get rid of them. So the green, it's on the green to get rid of the rest of the people. And they have, the green has created a new swamp thing that is evil and is just wiping people out. And so the last survivors went to the, this old man who lives in a lighthouse for help. And the old man, in the lighthouse is John Constantine. Oh God. Uh, and he, and at the end he resurrects the original swamp. He oh, it always comes down to freaking Constantine. It does. I no matter that. what. I love apoc- it. What a number, yeah. What apocalypse they come up with? Constantine's always one of the last and, ones there. And I didn't see it coming. And I flipped the page and I'm like, of course it's Constantine. Of course. Yes, so of I course. read this first, this, I think it's first, of, I think it's three, but it was really good. I like the prestige format because like it's real big and you can really appreciate the artwork because it's printed so much bigger than a traditional comic book. Yeah. The paper is real slick. It was like seven bucks. So it's a little bit more than, than a regular comic, but I feel like I'm getting more. Maybe I'm mm-hmm. a mark. Maybe I'm just a mark who fell for a gimmick. But <laughs> I like the story. But I like the story. I'm gonna get the rest of it. Like so, Swamp Thing, yeah. Green Hell. That sounds cool. like something we could review after. What, I would like that. Two things we've got. 
I would like that. I would when it all the whole when the whole thing comes out. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm not sure what the release schedule well, is going to be on it, but it's pretty damn good to be honest with you. We got to do Batman and Robin first, unfortunately, <sighs> which we'll probably do next week. Same bad time. Same so bad I'm not going to recommend that people watch that. If, but I will recommend based on our conversation tonight. You know what? If you haven't seen Night Court or Quantum Leap, go seek them out. I'm sure they're streaming somewhere. So they're great shows from the 80s and 90s. And you can understand JD, John, and I a little bit more by watching those shows. There. <laughs> and on that note, boys and girls, as always, thanks for listening. Don't let you keep caught in the door. Have a good week. All righty. <laughs>